0: To welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram over at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Chris Landry on the line. He's the VP of Sales NA um, West over at Dell Uh Chris, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Adam.
0: So, Chris, I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at uh, Dell Boomi, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. How would you get started in business?
1: Yeah, so uh, I graduated from school uh, back in 1999. I went to the University of Arizona, and when I graduated, I was looking for a career, and one of my friends um, had gone up to San Francisco and gotten involved with a software company at the time. Uh, It was called Siebel Systems. And uh, he said that they were hiring people um, out of college to come up and do basically what we call sales development work, which just means answering phones, trying to qualify, you know, opportunities for salespeople. Um, and then it was a really good industry to get into with it. After that, there was a career. Uh, I like progressed into what they call field sales, um, actually going out and working on, you know, software contracts with uh, larger clients. Um, so I ended up going up to San Francisco, doing an interview getting into that business um and then kind of just going from there so that was uh, that's how I got into it and I've been into it I've been in it excuse me for the last 20 years
0: so I mean, uh, what an amazing field! So software sales and sales in general. I mean, I mean, I don't. I've, I I had some other guest on the podcast that said something like, I don't know, four hundred or five hundred companies, something crazy, was uh, uh, SaaS companies in Silicon Valley were funded last year um, from BC money and other sources. And I'm like, wow, what an amazing field to be in, um, and and different products and skill sets to be able to sell. Um, in terms of the, uh, of software, um, there's some people listening to this podcast right now and you're tenured in that field. Um, if they were looking to break into software sales out of college, what kind of advice would you give them?
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think there's, uh, I think it's a really good path to follow there, frankly, because you're right, there are so many software companies starting. In fact, when I was starting, there weren't that many opportunities and today, there's an incredible number of opportunities for people getting out of college or even just young people in general who want to have a career in sales. Um, And I think the best advice I can give is to either, uh, if you have somebody who is in your network that works in one of these companies, reach out to them and find out if they've got what they call sales development reps within their organization, which is really an entry level sales position. Um, And if not, then go hit those websites. And one thing that I think sales leaders love in general is someone who's just, Tenacious and willing to go cold call and find a way into the company. So I would frankly even, if you don't know anyone, go to the website and apply for those sales development roles, call the recruiter, find out who the hiring manager is on LinkedIn and call them directly and tell them you want a job. And then from there, uh, if you get in, it's a really great path. A lot of these companies have ways for you to work your way up the ranks. So start out doing, um, you know, entry-level positions and move into, uh, more and more and more senior positions until you've got really senior um, sales career in front of you. Um, and we do that at our company that I'm at today at Del Bumi. We have, uh, you know, people who are entry level who come in right out of college or, you know, have limited sales experience. And then we actually help groom them and, and bring them all the way through to the field. And we've got um, a group of people who are doing that now for the first time. So it's really cool to see. And I think a lot of, a lot of companies have those programs. So I just got to find your way into one of them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, if I was if I was coming out of college right now and pursuing sales, I would that that would be 100% the route I'd go. I mean, there's just in terms of skill set, if you think about what's going to take place in the next 20 years, like this is not slowing down. <laughs> this yeah. is not slowing down by far and in, and if you think about between company to company, it's a skill set. So once you I mean, obviously there's niches and there's different things and you can become more specialized in certain areas than others. That's pretty straightforward, right? But as an overall skill set and if you also think about one day if you want to own your own business or if you want to go out on your own well guess what there's one thing that the best ideas out there need and the best founders out there need and there's some that's somebody that can put together the sales arm of the organization so that's you're always going to be the lifeblood of the organization if you can do that and you have that skill set um, so yeah. everybody has their role, but that one without sales, there's no organization. I don't care how much money they can raise. You yeah, need right. sales at yeah. some. You need sales at some point. Like great charismatic yeah, right. CEO, good smile, went to the right schools, a lot of people willing to write a check. Great until, but you still need sales. <laughs> if not, those right. checks no. will dry up.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. There's no there's no payroll without a, without a, a salesperson out there bringing in the uh, bringing in the money to fund the payroll.
0: That's awesome. Um, let's change it up a bit, Chris. I want to talk uh, more about what you're doing over at Dell Boomi. Um, so what kind of clients are you helping over there, and what, what are you helping them with?
1: Yeah, so um, Dell Boomi is a, is a software as a service company. So we offer uh, a SaaS platform just like a lot of other organizations out there. Um, our platform is an integration or middleware platform, which means we help companies integrate all the different technologies that they have, within their organization. They may have Salesforce, they may have Workday, they may have uh, an ERP solution or other SaaS products, and at some point, you need to be able to tie those all together and move data across all of them, and that's exactly what we do. And so, we work with a broad range of customers, everything from, uh, you know, small organizations who have just a couple of applications, uh, all the way through to the largest enterprises in the world, you know, the, the Global 500 um who have very complicated uh, integration environments and thousands of applications that they have to integrate. Uh, so we have we have the whole spectrum of different businesses which is which is what I really think is cool about SaaS in general is that you can service a large market and a broad market from smaller end to higher end um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with a single platform which is exactly what we do.
0: What do you find I mean are are some of the when when we're talking integration I mean that it's and obviously there's no cut and dry answer but when, um, when, when you're bringing on new companies and, you know, maybe they have some legacy systems or something else, like what are some of the general things that you're like, okay, like the themes that you see over and over again that people are making in terms of mistakes when they're converting over?
1: So interesting. From their legacy technologies yeah. to, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I, I think people, I would say I think just in general, people are just getting to understand that there's a different way to do integration. Um, and integration has been around for a long time. Uh, so what we do in terms of concept is nothing new, but how we do it is is so different. And I think that's what makes us modern. And I think a lot of people have a framework of, okay, I've done integration this way for so long. This is how mm-hmm. it works, and they don't realize that there's a whole different way to look at the integration frameworks um, because there's so many new advanced technologies. Uh, so they just kind of um, kind of take what they know and assume that that's the way it works today. Um, and I think sometimes it just, you know, you end up working with people and helping them understand a little bit more about how what they could really do and the art of the possible, if you will. Um, and then over time, they start to realize, oh, wow, there's a different way to do this. Maybe we can approach this in a different manner. Maybe the technologies have advanced enough for us to be able to do these types of things. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing I see is people just thinking about integration in the traditional framework without really understanding what the, the modern um, capabilities are. Um and once you get to what those modern capabilities are, some of your strategies around how you do integration and how you look at your architecture changes too.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean it may, it makes a lot of sense and it, it also um and just depending on the size of the company obviously that's going to that's going to vary on how how quick you can um steer that big old boat or that small canoe, right? Yep. Um exactly. it's going to obviously all of that's going to vary. So um all bets are off depending on on the legacy also that you're that you're um that you're um working with. Um but that being said, um what are some um what kind of tips would you give? Because you've been in the business a long time, you've worked with multiple companies. If somebody's out there um, searching for a solution, what time? What kind of tips would you give that business owner or organization on um, on trying to find the right type of company to work with? Uh, just just as a company.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, another great question. So uh, I, I think um, beyond just making sure you know what the field of competitors looks like because you should look at all of them and make sure you find somebody who's got a good fit for your specific environment um, and evaluate them and make sure that they uh, they have you know technology that's fit for purpose uh i do think that there's a cultural element to it as well and one of the big things that we really focus on is, is making sure that you know we really take care of the customer that's a huge cultural foundation of ours it's in terms of the way we engage the support we offer and i think if you um as you evaluate a vendor, not only looking at their technology, it also evaluate the culture that they show during the sales cycle because it will come out when you're working with them and they're trying to, you know, obviously get you to buy their technology. You'll see how they respond to you, how they treat you, how they apply resources, how easy it is to get those resources, how easy it is to get access to executives. And all those things matter because beyond the sale, if you're doing business with them, you're making a pretty big bet on uh, the integration technology that you're that they're going to be leveraging from you. Um, and so you want to see how they're going to respond if the chips are down, maybe there's a challenge or there's something that comes up, uh, support issue, et cetera. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I would say is see if you can mm. really evaluate the culture of the business that you're going to be buying from and make sure that it maps to the way that you do business.
0: No, it makes a lot of sense. I always tell people, I'm like, well, once you whatever company you go with, it's a marriage because they are gonna have to deal with them for a while. So if exactly. you're not liking if you're not liking the sales process that they have, then what makes you think right. you're gonna like the other part of the processes? Right. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right. like you should already know. Like, it, it's funny that we've already progressed as a society, which is amazing to me, and I love it by the way. That now we're talking about the culture of um of software companies and integration. Like <laughs> that blows my mind. It used to be. Can they just deliver on the deliverables, and is it going to work? <laughs> now it's yeah. not. Is it that? That's a given. It better work. But how are we going to like working with you, also?
1: <laughs> well, and that's and that's that's a fun and just a quick you know kind of anecdote. That's where SaaS yep. has changed so much too. Is that in the old mm-hmm. realm of on-prem software, the, the financials of it were so different in terms of how they build you, mm-hmm. um, whereas in SaaS that the, they have to have you stay around for a long time. So fundamentally, it's really in everyone's best interest to make sure that you're happy because. You know, they spend a lot of money to acquire you as a customer, and they actually, as an organization, can't make money back until a couple years down the road. So Mm -hmm. if you're not doing well within the first year or so and you leave the platform, it actually costs them money more than they made off of you. So I think that's what's really cool about today's, uh, you know, technology markets is that it really aligns to customer outcomes. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I still think culture is key. And there is still, you know, a variety of cultures out there amongst the different organizations um, that – that you'll work with in this space. Uh, and and sure. I'd say, too, it's even more it's even more important in integration because it's not one app. We're connecting all of your apps. So yeah. you know, it touches everything.
0: Oh, sounds good. Uh, so, Chris, if somebody's listening to this and if they want more information on uh, Dell Boomi, what's the best way for them to get that?
1: Yeah, just you can go out to, uh, you know, www.boomi.com. Uh, you can uh, request information or have someone call you from the website. Um, and, uh, and that, that is actually one of the best ways because we're really good about following back up and, and making sure we've got a pretty advanced channel for, uh, getting back in touch with people.
0: That's awesome. Also, uh, also, so also cr-
1: able to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
0: No, go ahead. What were you saying?
1: No, I was just going to say, they can reach out to me directly. I'm happy to do that too, but the best channel. Is awesome. Awesome.
0: Sounds good. Uh, Well, Chris, thank you for coming on the show today. And to the audience, as always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Chris, thanks again for coming on the show.